Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our ministry when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 12 through 17, called Getting Back on Track. Holiness is a byproduct of knowing the Holy One. You know, just like we say, if you're a Christian, there's got to be some fruit of the Holy Spirit, right? I mean, it's inevitable. It's got to happen. If you belong to Christ, you're going to show some of that. Yeah, you're going to have times and you're not doing as well, but you're going to show some of it. Well, God disciplines us that we might share his holiness. And God is doing a work to make us holy. Second Corinthians 7, 1 puts it this way. Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all defilement of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. You might ask, Pastor Michael, how does one pursue holiness? Well, back to the track imagery, if, if me getting better as a runner, if, if I'm responding to correction with the, this spiritual plan, then I'm supposed to pursue peace and pursue holiness. How might you pursue holiness? Simply by pursuing Christ. You, you become more holy the closer you get to Christ. Holiness is becoming more like the Holy One. Can it be that simple for us? Yes. Because I know as an American, I start thinking of, of a list. Okay, if I do this, 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 and this, and I can check my boxes, then I'm, I'm a holier person, right? Well, maybe. But I think it'd be just much more simple if you just get closer to Christ. You fix your eyes on the author and perfecter of your faith, right? Blessed are the pure in heart, they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, they shall be called sons of God. Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. How do I get that? First Timothy 1.5 puts it this way. The goal of our instruction is love from a pure heart, a good conscience, and a sincere faith. Look, from my flesh, I can do nothing good. I must put on the Lord Jesus Christ to pursue holiness. Amen? I must put on the new man. I must put on the things of heaven. I need a spiritual endowment. It can't be Michael. It must be Christ in me. It must be the new man. And that's, I think, the key. It's a spiritual makeover. It's walking out who you are in Christ. You're a new creation not being two-faced, not being, you know, um, a phony. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ, Romans 13, 14, make no provision for the flesh in regard to its lusts. Uh, in the homeless communities, at least in the past, they used to have something called a de-lousing room. Homeless person would come in there, they hadn't showered for a couple of months, whatever it may be. And the de-lousing room, they would change their clothes get a shower, and put on new clothing. This is the key to holiness. Um, we've, we've had some, some moments here. We have a shower in the back, and there's been some times where, when we've uh, run into some homeless people, and I would say Pastor Shane uh, did this a, a while ago, and he was ministering to a young man on the streets, and the guy hadn't had a shower for a long time, and 
let him come and use the shower. And for him, it was a huge thing. And, you know, he was able to get, get clean and, and get a, you know, at least get a, a little bit of a break from the life that he was living. Um, one more scripture, if you're taking notes, First Timothy 4, 7. Have nothing to do with worldly fables fit only for old women. On the other hand, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness, 1 Timothy 4, 7. All right, moving down, we're, we're tracking now towards the finish line. See to it, verse 15, that no one comes short of the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springing up causes trouble, and by it many be defiled. Now, our writer continues to quote scripture from the Old Testament, and here he has reached into Deuteronomy 29, 18, if you're taking notes. And the essence of that scripture says this. If there's someone in the camp of Israel, back in the Old Testament, who begins to worship idols, that person becomes a root or a poisonous fruit in the camp. They become a root of bitterness that can spread to other people. The writer of Hebrews picks up that analogy from the Old Testament, Deuteronomy 29, 18, moves it into our text and says that another reason why you may be injured, sidelined, or corrected by God or all of the above is because instead of leaning into the grace of God, and I I would see this here, the grace of God being the strength that God provides. Um, He's got all the grace that we need, strengthening grace. Westcott puts it this way, see to it that you do not fall behind by not keeping pace with the movement of divine grace. So if you don't keep up, if you don't keep pace, if you quit before you cross the finish line, so to speak, careful that a root of bitterness might spring up and cause trouble, not just for you, but what might happen? It might defile many. Now, if you have a home and you take care of your own lawn, one of the coveted pieces of equipment for any uh, lawn, home lawn taker carer <laughs> is a weed whacker. Y'all love the weed whacker? Oh, boom, 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 boom. You start that. Put on the Jason mask. <laughs> Scare your neighbors. Just kidding. Don't do that. Um, but that thing is fun, right? And it's power. And, but if you go somewhere and you just start knocking the top off of weeds, and have you seen, there's some alien looking kind of weeds out there. They have spikes and they'll speak to you. <laughs> go ahead and try it, make my day. You know, that kind of thing. And you come up with a weed whacker and you whack that thing. It feels good. But you know what you haven't done? You haven't removed the root. And it's hard work to remove roots. Can I get a witness? Oftentimes when I say, all right, I'm, I'm taking the hill today. I'm going to remove those weeds and I'm going for the root, baby. And then you, you pull the first two and the top comes off and the bottom stays in and the weed's like. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I got something for you. <laughs> right? Well, here's what you know. Unless you dig that thing out by the root, it might feel good and, and you may have cause it to disappear for a short season. But you know what's going to happen? Oh, that weed's coming back. 
probably with a vengeance, probably with seven more friends, more wicked than itself, if you know what I'm saying. And so you got to get to the root of things because if you don't pull it up by the root, well, it can spring up again and cause what? Trouble. So let me just make an application. Maybe this is you. God's disciplined you recently. You felt it. You know some things are out of whack and you're trying to do the right thing and you're trying to heal and get better. But there's a root of bitterness and it keeps popping up. That's because you haven't dealt with the root. And dealing with roots is a lot more work. I mean, the weed whacker just makes it easy, but but I haven't dealt, really dealt with it. And it's going to spring up again inevitably. And it may be that that's why some of the Hebrews are going through this discipline. So see to it that no one, none of you, comes short of the grace of God. If there's some root issues going on with others, um, you got to get to the bottom of it. You may need to do a little work. Some of you have some hard wounds from the past. They can be hard to deal with. Some of you have swept them under the rug, so to speak. Um, it's hard. Some of you have done some work. You've done some honest, hard work, but sometimes you don't even know what to do. And, you know, I, I'll credit Pastor John as he walks in the back door that he, he will talk a lot to people in counseling because he comes from, you know, having a background in addiction ministry and training that, you know, you got to deal with some roots. Some things need to come into the light before you can truly be healed or you're going to keep limping in this area. It's going to grow back and it may be poisonous. And so dealing with root issues, um, challenging, but doable, usually starts with just being honest with yourself and God and then going from there. Um, I think I'll leave that there, but uh, someone once said that bitterness is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. It just hurts you if you have a root of bitterness. And, it's, and there's not always easy answers. There's not a formula for every situation. But I'll just say that that could be why you're stuck in a pattern. Okay, we're going to end with a face that will be contrasted with the great hall of faith in Hebrews 11. Remember we had the cloud of witnesses and Elijah taught us about that great cloud and all those great names from Abraham and David and others. Well, now we're going to get a face on the negative side, a negative example, someone who didn't really run well. See to it that there be no immoral or godly person like Esau who sold his own birthright for a single meal. Now the writer pulls from the life of the patriarchs from the book of Genesis. You can write down Genesis 25, 33 and 34 and Genesis 27, 34, the life of Esau. Esau was the older twin brother of Jacob. Jacob became the, the head of the nation of Israel. And Esau being born first had firstborn privileges to most of his father's estate and all that went with that. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. 
If you are a longtime listener to Walk in Truth, we could use your help. We are excited to announce we have the opportunity to broadcast on a new radio station, an opportunity that will help this ministry reach more people like you in Oahu, Hawaii. Our mission with Pastor Michael's teachings is to equip listeners with God's Word in a way that helps them address today's issues, trends, and culture. But before we say yes to this opportunity, we could use your help. The price to broadcast on this radio station daily is $2,491 a month. Can you partner with us to reach people in Hawaii? Would you become a Walk in Truth partner today? Your financial commitment of at least $20 a month would help us reach this goal. We have until the end of September to raise these funds. If you become one of the 125 new partners, you'll be part of the team bringing God's truth to more people. That means four people would have to make a commitment each day until the end of September. Would you be one of the four now? Please begin your partnership today by calling 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH. Or visit walkintruth.com. We'd love to see who's listening. So please connect with us on Facebook or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. Esau being born first had firstborn privileges to most of his father's estate and all that went with that. But he came back famished from hunting one day and Jacob had whipped up some nice hearty stew and he said, ah, hey, give me that stew. What do you give me for? Uh, I'll give you my birthright for that stew. <laughs> And he he gave his birthright away. Now, you got to understand, a birthright was basically your entire inheritance. As the firstborn, you got most of the stuff. And he gave it away for a bowl of hearty man stew. How dumb can you be? Now, Esau was known to be big red. He was a hunter, outdoorsman, apparently, about as sharp as a basketball. I'm not sure. Anyway, that was sort of a joke. You guys didn't appreciate that. Anyway, so Big Red came in, but here's the spiritual principle. All the people in the Hall of Faith took a long-term view. Moses, Abraham, they were looking to the promises from afar. Moses suffered temporary discomfort for the reward. He didn't want to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He didn't want to, you know... uh, have all the pleasures of Egypt, the passing pleasures. He went out and suffered with the people of God, took the reproach of Christ. Everybody with me? He took the long-term view of faith. What did Esau do? He took the short-term view. Give me that stew and give it to me now. Yeah, you're going to have my birthright. It'd be like signing over your house and car for a bowl of soup. I don't care how good of a cook Jacob is. It ain't worth it. Microwave a burrito and move on, man. Right? But he did this dumb thing. Spiritual point? This. If you take a short-term view, if pleasure right in front of you and the smoke's coming up from the stew and you're like, yeah, you can have it, yeah, and you do something dumb and you take a short-term view for the moment of pleasure, then you're going to pay the right You're going to pay the uh, loss of losing the birthright. What's the birthright? 
How does this apply to the Hebrew church? Well, people are walking away, apparently, from their faith in Christ. For what? A little bit of pressure. Familial, religious, spiritual. Oh, I'm done with this. This, it'll be just much easier if I just, right? Yeah, where do I sign? And they're signing it away. But you know what happened to Esau? Esau regretted what he did. And he's described as a godless man. The Greek word for godless is secular. Listen to this. The word means accessible, permitted to be trodden. It speaks, the word godless, of a person who constantly leaves themselves open or exposed for sin to fly in the door. I never thought I would do this, but as I get older, I do what my mom used to do to us. Close that door. Air conditioning's on. It's going to happen to you, I promise you. You don't think you're going to do it, but you're going to do it. There's flies coming in the house. Demonic flies. (laughs) Right? It's just true. Close that door. Close that door. It's unbelievable. I can't believe it's happened to me. Can anybody else relate? We have counseling available. Anyway, a godless person continues to leave themselves open, exposed to falling. And this is what Esau did. He gave away one of the most important things he could have in his life over momentary pleasure. But here's what happened. You know that even afterwards, final verse for tonight, when he desired to inherit the blessing, so now he regretted it and he went back and Jacob's going to trick him twice. He was rejected for he found no place for repentance, though he sought it with tears. He went back to his father later, and Jacob had connived him twice, dressed up with fur on him, and you guys remember that story, and convinced his father, who could not see well at this point in his life, and the dad gave Jacob the blessing while Esau was out hunting. And when Esau came back, dad realized he had been tricked, but it was too late. He had already given the blessing, and he said, I can't take it back. And Esau was crying. Oh, no, no. Isn't there a blessing for me? And dad famously says, it's too late. I already blessed him. It's too late. What's the point of this story? Well, it's it's giving you a, a negative example in Esau. Don't get so focused on the instant pleasure that the world's offering left and right that you give away your inheritance. You give, your, give away your blessing. And whether or not one can do that, that's up for debate, you know, in terms of salvation and so forth. But I think the bigger point here is don't give away what should be most important to you. Does it amaze some of you how people will just give away what should be most important to them? Don't do that. Yeah, A moment of pleasure is pleasure, but that's all it is, and then you can't take it back. And Esau, he tried. You know, it even says the word repentance, but he couldn't find a place for it, though he he was sad, but it was too late. Now, here's the good news. In Christ, it's never too late. 
And later on, Esau and Jacob are reconciled. Uh, Esau held a grudge against his brother for many years. And you may remember an Old Testament scene where Esau's coming with a bunch of men, and Jacob thinks he's going to kill him and his family. And Esau doesn't kill him. Esau hugs him, and they reconcile. So I think implicit in the story is hope for restoration. And that may be maybe what the writer is at least implying that, yeah, Esau blew it. But even for Esau, there was hope, and there was some reconciliation in the end. What can we learn from the text? I think a lot. And I hope that there's been a lot for you to think about by way of application. Things that you can strengthen in your life that are weak, verse 12. Getting obstacles out of the way, verse 13. Uh, Mending relationships, verse 14. Pursuing peace and holiness. Um, Leaning into the grace of God so that you can have the strength that you need. Getting rid of roots of bitterness in your life so that you, you don't defile yourself and others. And learning even from a negative example like Esau, who gave away what should have been most important for a moment of pleasure. And then holding on to the hope that even if you've made a mistake, there's always an opportunity for forgiveness in Christ. Amen. You've been listening to Getting Back on Track, Part 3 on Walk in Truth. And that was the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 12 through 17. And if you missed any part of today's program, Walk in Truth is always available on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and many other podcast apps. Listen for free to Pastor Michael's teachings in more books of the Bible. And would you please tell a friend about Walk in Truth? We hope today's teaching will be a blessing and uplifting to someone you care about. Would you please encourage a friend or family member to listen to Walk in Truth on this station? If you're listening through your podcast app, please click the share button. Thanks so much for spreading the word about Walk in Truth. Now here's Pastor Michael with a final word. Well, Esau sold his birthright for soup. And you say, what a dummy. (laughs) How could anybody do that? Well, one of our teachers here at our local fellowship, uh, Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, and he was teaching on this passage recently, and he said, you know, the temptation of the Hebrew believers was to do something as foolish as Esau, but, but worse, to sell their birthright in Christ for going back to the soup of the old ways, the old religious system that can't save, can't produce, has, has nothing to really contribute to who you are in Christ in God. The soup, in quotes, the stew of the old life, the old ways, selling the birthright in Christ for what? For temporary pleasures? For to appease a critic? To satisfy an angry family member? Well, the writer of Hebrews is saying, don't do it, man. Don't sell your birthright for some soup. And I would say to you, my friend, don't go back. Don't stop running. Don't go back to your old life, your old ways, because of pressure, persecution, temptation, whatever it may be. Stick with Christ. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and he will take care of the rest. That's the key. Follow him. He'll take care of the rest. Well, we've been telling you about a new opportunity we have in Oahu, Hawaii, and it's a daily program. We can be on every day like we are here, 
and we can be ministering to a whole new group of people. The door is open, the gospel's free, but the old saying is someone's got to put in the plumbing. <laughs> and what we need is partners. $20 a month is what we're asking for. We need probably about 100 plus partners at 20 bucks a month. I, I've been saying that that's about the price to go out and get a sandwich, a bag of chips, and a, a drink. If this ministry has been a blessing to you and you want to help us expand, we could use your help. If you think someone else is going to do it, it ain't going to happen. When you go to walkintruth.com, you're going to find out there'll be a big banner with the Oahu Hawaii Opportunity. You can make a commitment for $20 a month or maybe even more. If you believe in this ministry, now's the time. Help us walk through an open door. Go to walkintruth.com and you'll find the banner right there for Hawaii. And if you want to find out more and talk to us, you can call 844-48-TRUTH and we'll help you uh, set up that reoccurring giving as well. If you need help with that, 844-48-TRUTH. If you do call that number, just call during normal business hours, Tuesday through Friday, 844-48-TRUTH. This is Pastor Michael Lance. Thank you so much to all of our partners, all of our listening family, all of our new listeners. We love you. Have an incredible weekend, and we'll see you right here, Lord willing, on Monday. Please begin your partnership today by calling 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH. Or visit walkintruth.com. And join us Monday for Pastor Michael's teaching in Hebrews 12, verses 18 through 29, called The Mountain of Mercy. I'm Mike Massaro. On behalf of Pastor Michael Lance and Living Truth Christian Fellowship, thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people.